0: Wait a minute, but wait a minute. Kill this. Birdie num num. Birdie num num. Birdie num num. What's up ladies and gents and welcome back to another episode of the Birdie Num Num Podcast. I'm mind, Tali here, having a good week, and I really hope you all are having a wonderful week. And this week we're gonna get straight into it. I wanna talk about hacking creativity in 2022 and beyond because right now it's never been harder uh, to grab somebody's attention and I'm hoping you ultimately have something at the end of your kind of attention grabbing funnel, you know, that is creative, whether it is you're trying to sell a book, sell an app, you know, get the word out about your business. Um, you know, be an influencer or motivator or something. I hope there's something a light at the end of that funnel, if you will, you know, Um, but let's get straight into it, right? Like, number one, when you see, uh, you know, a lot of people know the common things like, okay, you got to have an exciting thumbnail, or okay, you got to have like a cool clickbaity title that's hopefully not clickbait, because you are giving value in the stuff that it is that you're trying to sell, whether it's something creative, like music or comedy, or whether it's something tangible, like a house or an app or whatever, right? Um, But But look, I'm going to give you some examples just so you guys realize what people are doing out there, big companies, small companies, and then hopefully you can kind of apply this to your own stuff, right? So um, number one, like I was reading an article the other day that Netflix, for example, how many of you have ever noticed this, right? Let's say Priyanka Chopra is in a movie and she's in a movie with like 20 white people, Nick Jonas or The Rock. I know he's not white, but you get what I mean. Like 20 foreigners, I guess, or Americans or whatever, and then her, And Netflix, for example, what they'll do to try to get you to watch that movie is they may have... Priyanka Chopra as the main hero or heroine in the thumbnail on Netflix for India. But when it's in America, she will be like way in the back behind The Rock or Nick Jonas or whoever not. And so think about that, right? If even billion dollar companies like Netflix are doing kind of what's called A-B testing, where they're showing one movie poster with one font or one design in one market, and they're showing another with another design in another market, why are they doing that? Because it works, right? Because these companies are data driven, the entire world, these these days is data driven. Okay. And obviously, all of this stuff has an impact. So for you, you know, my dear podcast beginner or YouTube beginner or photography beginner, if these are the things the big boys are doing, and if these are the things that they have determined has ROI and value, why are you so lazy to, you know, spend more time and I shouldn't be talking because I'm also I I'm like also kind of there sometimes where I've not put the most attention into my thumbnails, but I'm going through my own creative journey, but I know all about it. And so I'm here to share it with you, which is obviously like, we we shouldn't get lazy about these things, right? Ultimate for me personally, I have way more listeners for the podcast on the audio, so I don't put more attention on the video. I just do it as an afterthought. But honestly, if you are starting a YouTube channel, you know, these are things that you have to do, right? You have to experiment with different thumbnails. You have to learn how to understand your analytics, all right? And on that note with thumbnails, another thing that people do, right? Facebook advertising. A lot of people have learned about Facebook ads over the years, whether or not they work as effectively as they used to with the iOS stuff is to be seen. Um, I haven't ran Facebook ads in like a year, so I don't know. But I was watching this insane video. I don't think it had a lot of views. This guy, Sam, something, some consultant, he was talking about it, where everybody knows, okay, with Facebook ads, you know, you got to have the right targeting, or you got to have the right title. But what I didn't know is some of these algorithms, they get so crazy. And you may have noticed this, right? Because how on an Instagram reel... Do you see a picture of a puppy or a certain type of puppy, a golden retriever or a Bernadoodle or a poodle, and now you see 50 more of those puppies? Even if you're not commenting, even if you're not giving it textual information about you like puppies or texting your friends about these things, right? Because these computers have gotten so good. Uh, That if you respond to a Facebook ad, forget what the ad is about, whether it's about, you know, uh, food or clothing. If you respond to a Facebook ad with a pretty blonde woman at a beach, that is enough where they give you that they kind of determine that type of information. And these companies, their data is so impressive that they will say blonde woman, beach, daylight, you know, outdoors mixed with the ad is about, you know, a smoothie or, you know, fruits or kombucha or something. Right. And then they figure out based on that with their 10 billion users, who are the people that are going to respond to that. Right. So this is what it's come down to folks. Like I'm honestly telling you, like the reason I'm sharing this is because a lot of people, they spend their whole lives or they spend 10, 20 years or a lot of their corporate life uh you know like i'm going to i'm going to start my thing i'm going to start my podcast or my restaurant or my business but they don't realize once you finally commit to it a way bigger battle begins, right? It's like, imagine you finally say you're going to become an NBA player or a basketball player and you finally pick up the basketball. Well, good for you. I'm glad you're not embarrassed anymore of telling your friends and your family that, you know, you're going to follow your dreams or whatever. But now nobody in your new world of NBA players or basketball players cares, right? Because now you're competing with people who long ago already committed, you know, to kind of being in their dreams or following their dreams. And now it's a freaking very cutthroat environment that's constantly changing and of. And it's not linear, okay? So these are like some of the things that I've noticed, right? There's obviously so many uh, that we've seen over the years. Um, a couple of other things uh, I recall, like, you know, a lot of people don't pay attention to analytics, okay? But analytics drives everything. Like, when you... Have you ever posted something on Instagram and you've seen that, wow, that did really well? And then you get this kind of jolt of confidence. And then a minute later, sorry, or like a week later, you post something again and it just dies, right? And you don't understand why. And so, unfortunately, I, 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 I hate to bring it, I hate to uh, kind of shed it to light, but unfortunately, that's how these algorithms are designed, where You know, Facebook ads or Facebook itself used to count a view at three seconds and people would be like, three seconds, how can they count that as a view? Because the average person scrolls within a second. That's how fast our minds have become conditioned and evolved to register something. And if you want to see a cool experiment, go to a country where you don't speak the language and nobody really speaks English, stand on the subway. Okay, I was doing this in, in, uh, I think, China or Thailand. They speak English, a lot of them, but you know what I mean? Like The majority are conversing in their natural language. And I was on the subway in Thailand, and I was kind of peeking over this girl's shoulder, and I was looking at her phone while she was scrolling. And one thing I noticed is, although I could not understand a single word of what she was looking at on Facebook, because it was, it was all in Thai, um, I could see how her thumb would stop on certain images, certain types of images, images versus videos, the colors, right? And so all of these things play a huge role in whatever it is that you're trying to do. And I know some of you are kind of rolling your eyes like, oh my God, dude, I don't want to do that. That's so much work. I'm there as well. And some of you may never do it, and that's completely fine. I'm just letting you know these are what, this is what people are doing. And it's crazy, right? Like even I will complain about a video of mine not doing well, or I don't want to have, I don't want to do Some people spend more time on their thumbnail than the actual video. Okay. Imagine that. And it's true. And I guarantee you it's true because the thumbnail can constantly be changed, right? We live in a time right now where for the first time ever, you can actually change the cover of a book once the book has been released. Do you know what I mean? Like that can change not obviously the physical copies that are at the airport, but I'm saying in the digital media and the digital world and the metaverse, blah, 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 all that stuff can change nonstop, right? You've seen minority report where different people see ads kind of as they're walking by the airport. We're not too far from that dude, right? So I know a lot of you don't want to do that, but I don't know what the perfect analogy here is to, to explain it to you. But it's like, if you're going to kind of survive in this kind of new medium and, you know, you want to get your message out and you want to be heard because a lot of people, I'm sure there's a ton of people who have so much kind of creative potential who have so much talent. You know, I'm here in Memphis right now and there's like so many amazing comedians and musicians and people who any song you give them, they can just like write a tune or whatever. And they're so talented at their actual craft Um, But in terms of marketing their craft, which unfortunately, yes, you have to do, especially now, because even those same talent agents who in prior years would have come out and discovered you while they were out just by happenstance while you were playing at some bar. Those people, their jobs have become a lot easier too, right? Because if their job is to make sure that they can discover talent who will do well on a big stage, why would they go to a small bar to discover somebody, no matter how talented they are, if they can already see a lot of that online and half of the legwork has been done for them, right? Like imagine if you were an author, right? Or sorry, imagine if you were a publisher, okay? And you had to, and you, let's say you're an aspiring person who wants to write like, write like a cookbook, right? Now, naturally, what what are some people still doing? They're getting all their courage, all their might. They're spending all these hours and hours and days and weeks after quitting their job to kind of get a packet together and email it to like a 100 editors or 100 publishers, and nobody's responding. Why? Because why would those people invest all this time and risk on somebody when somebody else has a food blog that already has 10,000 readers or already has a beautiful Instagram feed with very curated etiquette. Ed- edited, you know, manicured kind of designs with a consistent color palette, right? So like a lot of people don't want to do this. And so many of my friends that they kind of get caught up or they're like, Hey, man, I want to start something. And I'm like, dude, 100% do it. But before you do it, you have to know these are the things that people are thinking about, right? Instagram analytics, Facebook analytics, YouTube analytics, they look at how quickly do people, you know, stop watching your video, right? They look at, um, how, uh, from your uh, channel, you know, what are the other videos people watch? What are the topics, uh, you know, that people like? And and a lot of people, they don't kind of want to do this just because it's so cumbersome. And I completely get that. I, I do that as well. And I, And I'm not saying play to um, what you think people want, because that's not creative either. Ultimately, if you're just trying to chase the next best thing, you're never going to accomplish anything. You do have to have your own voice and you do got to take risks and you do got to fail a lot, which is what I talk about as well. But these are some of the data points that, you know, people are doing, they're looking at who's in the photo. They're looking at the average view time. Okay. They're looking at kind of all these things that another thing that I noticed is, um, reusable content, right? So, a lot of people, for example, don't realize that sometimes, dude, the, a one-minute a one snippet of like a 10-minute video may get way more views or way more engagement or way more views, sorry, to the original video than the actual video. And what, what I mean by that is, let's say you put all your heart and soul into something, okay, you spend all this time, uh, you know, recording a song or all this time, you know, making a fashion line or you spend all this time writing a book. And then what you're literally asking a bunch of strangers on the internet who have never heard of you or maybe have never heard of you is, hey, can you, in this constant barrage of information, can you stop scrolling? Like, when was the last time you read somebody's 100-page book or 3,000-word blog that you had never heard of, never, like on some random website, not from Washington Post, not from New York Times, just, or not recommended by anybody, not shared by anybody. Chances are very rarely, right? So if you're not doing this, you have to understand other people aren't going to do it for you. Okay. So like, these are the things that I feel so many people kind of don't question and they don't see that like, it's okay, for example, to reuse content. It's okay to kind of siphon off content. Look at what happens when you know, Shaquille O'Neal or Michael Jordan or somebody like dunks a basketball, right? The actual dunk is like a two second thing. And that maybe gets a million views, but the replays get like 40 million views. And the conversations about the dunk, how great was the dunk, who was better, Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant in their prime or LeBron James in the prime, all those spinoff kind of content off of all of that branches out and generates way more buzz and kind of way more conversation. And a lot of that is money and attention and clicks and, you know, careers made and so forth. So You know, there's so many things you can do right now. You can learn keyword analysis. You can learn SEO marketing. You can learn content marketing. Then there's YouTube video marketing, and a lot of them overlap. There's understanding what goes in the thumbnail. There's understanding your content analytics, okay? There's understanding, you know, how to make make videos. There's understanding how to edit videos. There's understanding, you know, podcasts and audio editing and so forth. And I'm sorry to tell you, like... You can sit here and you can be upset that it seems like so much. You can sit here and you can say, oh, man, I got to hire an editor. I got to go on Fiverr. I got to get all this stuff done. Or you can literally just put your head down and tackle it piece by piece by piece. Okay, when COVID started, I had no idea about how to get into the wedding blogging business. I had no idea about you know um, how to run Facebook ads and do all that stuff. But I was bored and I learned it, dude. And you live in a time right now where... Hundreds of thousands of dollars of education and private consulting and private coaching is literally available online for free if you just know where to look, right? Like I did this thing called Income School, which was like a blogging thing, which I thought was really cool. Um, You know, I used a software called Ahrefs for like keyword analysis, which I thought was awesome. And yes, it did cost money, but I thought it saved me a lot of time. You know, I watched a lot of like Neil Patel's videos on YouTube SEO, uh, you know, uh, when it come, came to Facebook, I learned all about that Shopify dropshipping stuff because all of that ultimately comes full circle and kind of helping you learn how to do whatever it is that you are doing. And look, this is just the wrapper or the the kind of top layer. And I know it seems like a lot of work of ultimately what it is that you want to do. Okay, so whatever your if your core product is marketing, then this is all you. But for most of us who may have a passion for you know, there's some app we want to build or, you know, we're cooking or we're singing or we're telling jokes or we're just general, enter- even general entertainment, which is kind of vague, which is you could do anything. You still got to kind of be about something, right? Every movie in Hollywood has a log line, which is a one sentence description of the movie. And sure, the movie may be too complicated to get it down into one line. But if you can't, ultimately, no one's going to watch it, right? And you know, the the kind of slogan, if a, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears, does not make a sound? Well, that's the world. That we live in. So I'm sure, yes, there are some people 100% who are just so good at singing or who are just so good at playing the piano or who are just so naturally funny or such amazing cooks that you know they just get discovered and everybody else does all this legwork for them you know Uh, my wife was watching this show on netflix of this guy who like draws and like reads people's kind of minds about people who are dead i think it was called life after death or was that a ricky gervais show or something like that but there's this like young kid who can like read people's minds and kind of get in touch with like the beyond or i forgot what they called him like a para. Uh, a mystic or something, whatever. But, but somebody like that, sure. If you have like a very unique skill and it's very kind of ingrained into you a hundred percent, you may not have to do all this stuff, but for the majority of us, you know, hard work ultimately is going to have to supersede if that's the right word talent. And so these are the things you got to kind of think about guys. Like, Right now, for example, I'm doing this podcast again, you know, I'm going to get back into my stand-up comedy now that COVID is more or less beyond us, touch wood, and I hope everyone is safe and sound. But I'm kind of having all this circle in my head, like, okay, you know, it's crazy. A stand-up comedy clip of two seconds, or sorry, of like two minutes, gets a lot more views than the actual 45-minute special, or like a funny scene from a movie gets a lot more views, a lot more recall, a a lot more business for the actors and directors, than the actual movie, right? And I'm sure a lot of us have seen now quotes from a book, you know, get way circulated way more and stolen, unfortunately, than the actual book, right? So all of this has obviously its pros and cons, and I hate the plagiarism aspect of it. It drives me crazy as somebody who's always tried to be, you know, everybody kind of steals and borrows. And even when you say, you know, there's that book, Steal Like an Artist, where he says, You know, oh, that band is like Jay Z with the Beatles, or, you know, that band is like the Rolling Stones meets Coldplay. Well, obviously, that new band that everyone's raving about is influenced by two other bands, you know, but there's a lot of outright plagiarism, you know. I mean, even Facebook copied Snapchat, YouTube, and a million other, and Friendster and a million other things. So, Um, there is a cost here if you only focus on marketing, but I'm just letting you know the extreme creative hacking that people are doing right now. Right. So just to recap, obviously, you know, Netflix does crazy thumbnails. Facebook looks inside your photos and does amazing stuff with understanding who was there and the objects that are in the photo. If you're holding a drink, holding a beer, you know, holding a phone, you know, if there's a child in the photo, a pet in the photo, YouTube does the same thing. Another big thing a lot of people I've noticed are doing is they're kind of tent-polling on content. And this was something I remember years ago a YouTube person told me. But let's say, for example, uh, you know there is a hot new show. For example, Netflix, Love is Blind, that was a show that just came out recently, okay? And everybody was talking about it. And last year or during COVID, there was a show called uh, Indian Matchmaking, Okay. And so that show was also pretty big. Now, when those things are kind of in the public conscious, a lot of times you could, you know, kind of use that to... Kind of use it as a reference, if you will. You know, late night talk shows do this all the time. So let's assume you're a real estate agent, you know, and you know, let's say Love is Blind uh came out or uh India matchmaking came out, you would be like, oh, if C Monty wanted to buy a house, what would that look like? And then you may have to make a skit or, you know, write a blog about it or do like a funny tweet about it. And that's something that a lot of people do. You may not notice it, but a lot of people do it, you know? Whenever, uh, think about this, like whenever there's like a new hip hop artist that has like a hit song, you know, all you've never heard of the person before, but they had a hit song and then randomly out of nowhere, Jay-Z like gets on that song or like Kanye West gets on that song or Drake gets on that song or Justin Bieber gets on that song, right? I think when um, uh, Despacito, the hugely popular billion whatever view song came out, nobody had heard of those guys who had written Despacito, and I don't even know where they are right now. But you know, they became huge overnight global sensations. And all of a sudden, if you're Justin Bieber's team, you're like, dude, let's get on that because that's an easy 6 million or 600 million views. Not that he needs it. But the person who wrote the song is also happy because they're going to get like an ego boost. And they're going to get like an attention boost from that. And their credibility goes up and whatnot, right? So it, this happens on these types of scales all the time. So these are all things that I hope a lot of you kind of pay attention to going forward. Okay. Um, yeah, even like when I was on a TikTok briefly, my wife and I, we were doing these like funny skits just for fun, where we were just parroting the Indian matchmaking stuff. And you know, we were doing our own spin on it because we thought what is like an honest Indian matchmaking because on TV, everyone tries to be all nice and polite. But in reality, here's what we know that they're kind of thinking because, we live with a bunch of Indian Americans or Indian Indians, and we see the nuances of family and stuff. And so that those clips that we did, I have like 100 followers on TikTok, if even yet, we were getting like 500,000, 600,000 views on clips like that only because I like to think obviously, it was kind of funny what we were doing. But but because I think was topical at the moment, if I put that exact same thing out there right now, it wouldn't be topical, right? And nobody would care. But that's something a lot of you should know, right? A lot of you May put something out like a funny tweet and only gets like two likes or a funny video and nobody nobody sees it and you get nervous or scared. But dude, it's okay to repost it. It's okay to re edit it. No one is gonna be sitting there. Maybe one or two of your close friends who are gonna be dicks about it anyways, but that's something you gotta get over very fast. Like, I have literally put out videos five years ago that got like 10,000 views and then I just thought, all right, whatever. You know, when I was kind of in that rat race of, oh shit, okay, it only got 10,000 views, 20 comments, I don't really care anymore. But now, like, I will cut that same video up, and if it's topical, like, if I was talking about, you know, Indian weddings... 10 years ago, and, you know, it got like a 100 views or a 1000 views. And then, you know, the Imani wedding happens, and it's all in the news, Beyonce's there. And I, I have that same clip that may now get circulated on Instagram reels, or, you know, whatever, and that may all of a sudden, you know, get a million views. So was the content actually really bad back then? Or was it not just served up and presented in a timely fashion, you know, when the time was right, or when the place was right. And speaking of the place, right? Look, Instagram is notorious, everyone is peddling attention and audiences these days, right? So why did so many people go to TikTok before TikTok got banned in India, unfortunately, is because TikTok was just doling out views. They were just putting stuff that their algorithm determined was likely to increase engagement. And then why did... Um, uh, Instagram, all of a sudden people get way more attention on reels now because Instagram is pushing reels, right? Remember when Facebook was pushing video, they were literally just trying to steal people's audience from YouTube. So anything on Facebook video was getting a lot of comments. People were just like, they were allowing copyrighted stuff, pirated stuff, music, stolen YouTube videos from people from like 20 years ago, Facebook pages mushroomed overnight, like meme pages, you know, got like hundreds of millions of followers overnight on other people's videos. And it was called Facebook bootstrapping or bootlegging or whatever it was. Freebooting, I think, was a term somebody had used. Um, that De- Wasn't that Devin guy from Smarter, Not Harder, or Think Smarter? Anyways, you get my point, right? So these are the games these companies are playing these are kind of the tactics people are using so unfortunately you have to find your way into this it's been happening for years even in hollywood people had to network they had to schmooze unfortunately a lot of that me too stuff all sorts of stories to kind of grind your way through in bollywood is what bollywood was probably worse but you get what i'm trying to say right so like it's unfortunate uh, but find you know where the attention is going. Work on your product number one. But that was not what this episode was about. It was about what are some kind of hardcore hacks you can do, right? So I've told you some of the software tools that I've used. I've told you some of the courses I've taken, you know, so income school and Ahrefs was a big thing that I saw. I watched a bunch of that Neil Patel guy's videos. I learned about Facebook advertising from anybody who does like Shopify dropshipping, which may or may not be dead. The lessons in there for Facebook ads is insane, dude, all right? In Facebook ads, you can literally say, um hey, you know, market my next video to people who have watched my last video who are under 30 or whatever, which is crazy, right? Because it's like how can you build audience and what when when has like imagine if Coca-Cola during the Super Bowl, you know, or Coca-Cola during the Cricket World Cup 50 years ago could be like, hey, everybody who watched our video for the new new Coke or the new thumbs up and then bought it within 1 hour, we want to send them 10 more commercials imagine if you could do that we could never do that before but we can do that now that's and we can know who they are that's crazy dude so um i wish you all good luck i mean i, I know we talk about a lot of this stuff uh, on the podcast and this was kind of a tangent but you know whatever it is that is you're trying to do just know see what the companies are doing see what works see when you're on the apps What are you spending your time on? And why is it working? You know, as simple as, you know, on a podcast, for example, when I would put this podcast on Instagram, sometimes I would put like a red line like at the bottom, okay, because this was a tactic I learned from a lot of people, which is when people are scrolling, they subconsciously want to know how long do I got to be here? Yes, even for like a 10 second clip, they want to see that red line go from zero to 10 seconds, and then the clip is over, right? It's called a progress bar. And it's a very subconscious thing, because then that tells you, hey, I'm only gonna take a little bit of your time stick around till the end but what that's doing for the creator is then the creator is getting rewarded by the algorithm because they watched all of his or her clip, right? So those little, little things amount to a lot of big things. And that's what people are doing. You know, if you were one of the lucky ones who got 20 million followers on your first three months of being on YouTube or Instagram, I commend you, you know, maybe you had somebody who kind of had that foresight a lot of times, like, look, starting a YouTube channel or an Instagram channel is extremely hard. But starting one after you've started like 10 or 12 and taking all the lessons from that and applying them from the get-go, I'm sure is a lot easier, right? So um, just some friendly tips from me. Uh, I know, yes, deep down, I could do a lot of these, but you know, I'm kind of on, uh, it's not a priority for me as much anymore because I have so many other things that I'm working on. But ultimately, yes, I also need to adopt these as well. So this was good for me to share with you guys. And it kind of gives me like a kick in the butt to kind of get back to this stuff, but I hope it was helpful and let me know if you have any thoughts, any comments, what are the things that you guys like to do when it comes time to kind of like, you know, finding the best thumbnail or the best thing to talk about or what you've seen kind of kind of works, right? Obviously, keep it original keep it authentic, you know, spam and all that crap kind of sucks. But um, I hope that was helpful and I will see you guys next week. Birdie, num-num. birdie, num-num. Uh, birdie